Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Danae's going to do the spoiler theme song now. Okay. Am I? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, hello. Welcome to the show. That is not a theme song. Oh, all right, of course. <laughs> it's the spoiler show. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Or or the discretionary information show. That's right. We decided there needs to be another name for spoilers. We're so, call them discretionary. I am really pushing discretionary. The word discretionary. <laughs> yes, you are. So welcome to Sift Pop Spoiler Talk for the Man from Uncle. If you just saw the Man from Uncle and you're wanting to know more about our thoughts on the movie, welcome. Or if you decided that you don't want to see the movie and you just want to know all the details. That's what we're about to discuss. Yeah, we discuss a lot of Or it. you just like things that are spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like yep. eggs. And milk. <laughs> uh, we really love this movie. We talked a lot about it in the podcast proper. So right now we're just going to kind of hit on things in addition to that. So if you want our entire thoughts, you're going to need to make sure that you've listened to the actual uh, podcast because we don't want to go back into everything. But are there moments in this movie or plot lines or things like that that you didn't want to reveal that kind of impacted the way you saw what happened. Yeah, for sure. So the beginning of this movie, uh, we are seeing this American CIA person and he's taking Gabby out of her environment, which is Germany, going over the wall to save her, basically so that she can then find her uncle, so that she can find her father after that, so that she can stop some sort of bomb thing from happening. And what we don't know at the time, but we come to find out is... It's all been in her plan to begin with because she's actually working for the British government in addition to the American and Russian governments thinking thinking they're going in on it. What they don't know at the beginning of this, uh, so they all kind of have their own individual story that we find out far, far later on that Gabby is involved. Uh, That's the female. But then there's also the addition of the Russian spy as well. So we have three people from three different places all working together with their own agenda. And it actually works in this movie, which I thought was really great because it could have been super confusing. But it it actually, I think that they kind of pulled it off really well. And 
honestly, I'm thankful that it went there to where she is her own spy because there were some things at the very beginning of this movie that really upset me. Like, how in the world is this chick such a great driver? Uh-huh. Like, it made more sense. Oh, sure. You know, thinking more about... I did have that thought. And also her strength and, like, her... She was so strong in her personality and she... It's because she knew her own power. If she knew her own worth she had her own plan so oftentimes in movies you'll see you know especially female leads kind of go along with the male lead but from the very beginning from the moment that the american spy shows up she is really strongly like so just make yourself comfortable you know she's just really kind of standoffish and i and it made more sense at the end of the movie who she was at the beginning which i really liked another thing i wanted to talk about was the addition of um hugh grant as their overall director of uncle is how it ends up he's going to direct them in other missions i thought that was perfectly done and at the same time uh i almost felt cheated of more hugh grant like it didn't feel like he was in there enough and i remember the first time he's on screen when the bump happens the first time i was like was that was that Hugh Grant? Me was too. That, was that who that was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it That's comes. That's how they introduced him? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was that a cameo? That's what I thought. Because I was like, I recognize that person. I can't know. I can't remember who it is right now. Hopefully, I'll I'll Google it later, you know. But then, although that's not a spoiler, because in the opening credits it does say and Hugh Grant. That is true. And oh. He's got his he's got his title screen at the opening, so we missed. We could it. talk about it now, but it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> and right. he's in the trailer. Which I also didn't see. Yeah. And, oh, nice. And just the Good fact, thinking. what I was thinking of, of the spoiler is how he ends up relating to them, you know, that he ends up kind of becoming their yes, boss. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. wanted to talk about that because I think he's perfect for that role in a movie like this because now he's getting older and I loved kind of seeing his age on him and he carries yeah. it really well. Yeah, me and, too. Me and too. And I, I, I thought that was that was really good. I, I... No, it did make me sad in the sense that I'm, you know, I... I question my own mortality now about my right. age because I remember like when he was the young romantic lead and how that was not that long ago. You know who's going to do it for me? Uh, if Leo DiCaprio that? ever starts showing his age, uh, uh, I'm going to start feeling really, really old. <laughs> it looks like he's got some gray in his beard and Revenant. Does it? Uh, the, in the trailer, it looks like I could be wrong. It looks like I saw an alarming picture of Liam Neeson. He does not look anything like himself. And someone said that rumor had it he's like fallen ill. Mm. But he looked nothing oh, like himself. He looked like he was, I mean, just so much older he has and more a, gaunt. Uh, a particular set of viruses. Really, Aaron? I'm sorry. Was he take was he taken with illness? <laughs> really, guys. Really. So let's sorry. talk a little bit about I the- love Liam Neeson. I yes, mean, but yeah. yeah, we're not spoiling Liam Neeson though. We're spoiling discretionary information on um <laughs> The Man from Uncle. So the fun thing about this movie for me, as, as the movie kind of kept going on, were some of the pacing that they decided to do with some of what they thought was humorous. Um, sometimes the humor just like d- didn't make me laugh or anything. In fact, I don't. I think I laughed one time, but I can't remember where it was. I chuckled several times at this. Yeah, but again, it's a different kind of humor. It's not yeah. necessarily a laugh out loud humor. This this movie is very confident about itself, and the and the characters are confident about themselves. So it's a very confident movie, and so. It, it's it's unapologetically itself. It's not asking the audience to do anything more than just watch it. And if you like it, you like it kind of a thing. That's kind of the feel. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to win anybody over. They were just putting together their movie. But there was this. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, the, the boat scene. Yeah, go for it. So yeah. this was really interesting. This was so 
this one particular scene, we've got these two spies um, that are now having to work together. You've got the American spy and the Russian spy, and they are going to go infiltrate this building to retrieve part of a uranium bomb so that they can, you know, basically retrieve it for their country so their mm-hmm. country can have a one yes. up in the war is kind of the essential thing of it. The plot of this movie is literally they're trying to stop somebody from developing a nuclear weapon. So like, they, it doesn't yeah. get more basic than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, it's like an hello cliche. Welcome in. It's like one episode of (laughs) Alias. You know, it's like this is this is what someone would do in 30 minutes, but it's Uh stretched out, you know, over time. But anyway, so they go into this facility that also happens to be on a waterfront. And of course, uh, things are going really well for them uh, at first. And then, of course, things go wrong. They've got to escape. They jump out of a window and their escape route is conveniently a speedboat. Mm -hmm. So then they get into this bay, which can be. By the way, I did think it was funny that both of them jumped out this window thinking Not- they were going to land in water <laughs> and, and landed on the dock. Yeah. And like- Shame on the first one for, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, but you, the second guy yeah, for doing it. You could hear it. it. You, you could hear yeah. it. Like the first guy, you heard him hit. And I'm like, oh, he didn't land in the water. There was no splash. It was like a boom. Oh, uh-huh. you know. Yep. Um, so they jump into this boat and the Russian is driving. The American's clinging on and. The Russians trying to go for the opening uh, to get out into the main, you know, open water and the gates are closing and it's textbook stuff, but he doesn't make it. So then he has to circle around and go to the next one. And so he's being questioned by the American and it's just kind of this fun back and forth. It's it's constantly, you know, just this battle of ego between the two Mm -hmm. of them. And then quite suddenly the American falls out of the boat. And this is where the scene really changes and kind of shifts for me. And I really found myself. But, but hold on. Let me stop real quick because yeah. the setup for the, the there's a setup. There's a secret setup for the joke as well that is not necessary for what you're about to talk about. But he says to the American, just watch me. He says just because the, he's questioning. He's like, just watch. I don't remember what like, he says like basically like, just sit specifically, back. but just watch what I can do or sit back and yeah, watch I've or got whatever. This covered. Yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's right. Because that's, that's, and that's exactly what he does. He falls out. He swims to shore. He comes across a, a truck. He gets in the truck. And he checks the visor. There there's, are the keys. There's a nice cabernet. He starts the vehicle. Basket. He finds a radio station, starts listening to classical music. And he's not even facing the water, but he can kind of see it in the rearview mirrors. Now we're facing him in the truck. So in the background, we are seeing... <laughs> This boat chase, <laughs> which is paced really interestingly. Like, at first, you're like, this is going kind of long, right? You're like, what's this guy going to do? Because he drinks wine, discovers a sandwich, eats a sandwich, drives away. All the while, you know, in the background, this little boat's getting shot at. You know, it then sets on fire. Yeah. Well, then- this is what I was talking about, too, that Guy Ritchie throws so much of the action away. Like... It's an action movie that he glosses over so much of the action in it because we're watching the guy eat and drink <laughs> which is while ba- the action's taking place. And it's perfect. Sorry, continue. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's basically the same or similar joke to the, you know, the torturer who ends up, you know, catching fire in his torture seat 
while the two characters are discussing what to do with him with their backs turned to him. You yeah. know, it's that same similar thing of they're having a mundane conversation. And well, something really intense something is happening we in the know background. is happening and they don't. You know, it's that whole thing that Hitchcock talked about, about the audience being aware of what the characters aren't aware of. Yeah. And why there's a power there in viewing something. Yeah. And you give your audience power because they know something the characters don't. And there's something really fun and interesting about that. But I like how at the end of the movie, just to kind of flip ahead, at the end of the movie that turns on its head and the audience is figuring out something that only the characters know and that's that the fire is you know this cassette like we're cluing into something that they've already discovered together i really love that moment that was such a great way what moment are you talking about the very very end of the movie where they're burning the files yeah because we're learning something by observing what's in front of us that the characters have already come to the conclusion of and started the fire and we're kind of coming into this peaceful sort of yeah, like, we don't I see really them decide like, to do it. Well, yeah, and yeah. I want I want to talk about that specifically because I thought it was the movie thematically comes together in that moment right yeah, before that it? because this is a movie about making peace and uh, relationship like with friendship pe- with friendship with people that you are complete opposite sides with, which I love that theme. It's kind of what we're about with you know with what we do with the podcast is people from different things coming together and finding commonality. And there's this moment. Yeah. They don't like me. Aaron and I, Danae, do not like Josh. That's right. So we, <laughs> None we of us together. actually like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our job is to put our differences aside and do a great show. It's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> we we come to this last scene. Aaron, you ignorant slut. All right, go ahead. <laughs> we come to this last scene and it's a very typical, oh, now they have to turn on each other kind of thing. Yeah. And we, we get the intensity of they're both gonna getting their go guns the ready guns. or whatever. Yeah. And at the very last second, he tosses over the disc, which is so symbolic. No. He tosses no, over his watch, the watch. His father's oh, watch. The, his father's watch. Back. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it's so symbolic of instead of coming against each other, I'm going to find that, you know, that thing that can bond us, that thing. That I'm going to show you that I know who you are. I know, you know. Thank goodness he found that watch. <laughs> right. What would he have you done other than that? Yeah. Um, that's so well, funny also, that I interplaced I the, in, the disc in there. All right. In that, in that scene... It, if shot differently and built differently, it could have looked like he was um, getting himself out of a jam. Right. Take the watch so, so he doesn't get killed. But all you know, ha- seeing that he had a gun there, yeah, as well, and he had a choice. That you know, I mean that. that I mean, I, I'm just talking about from a filmmaking perspective. Like that was a. It's just a tool that they had. Like, well, and- otherwise, it's like it just looks like he's being a spy to get out of a predicament unless we see like oh he could he could kill the guy too and he doesn't the beautiful thing about going into this movie having no idea about the show or any of these characters having not seen any trailers or anything is i am seriously along for a ride i have no idea what to expect so at the end of this i'm like oh they're all coming together and then oh there's a team being formed oh, this is just a setup for whatever's coming next with these characters. And the very final uh, the very final set of them on the balcony and this um, the tape that's being burned, which has the information about how to build a nuclear bomb on it, that's what both governments wanted. 
Um, but they both have agreed to just burn it so that they can unite. So there's not a battle over the information. The information is just lost, which mm-hmm. is a great, great way to come together um, without even knowing that they're going to be working together. They all kind of think they're saying goodbye. And then they realize that they're being called to work together again. And they're all processing it in a really fun and interesting way. Yeah, there's a fun freeze frame at the end. Well, that- that, well it's not frozen, though. The, at the first, right. it's just real minute, kind of like looking around like, is this? They really? all ba- they all turn their back on each other. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, by the freeze frame, they're all facing opposite directions. Yeah. And then they know? freeze, and they're all like, "Crap, I don't have a way out of this," you know. But they had they had good chemistry. They were having a pretty good time. They found a way to like each other, but they didn't really like each other, and that was okay because they were going to be leaving. But now they're back together again. Although that was really kind of yeah. interesting. Something I read that I thought was really interesting too is there's a scene, another scene I really wanted to talk about. I want to hear what you guys think about the scene. This is the scene where. Um, they've all arrived in Rome to begin to pursue her uncle so that they can find the the dad who is making the bomb. So they're just kind of landing and none of them really like each other. And the two of them, the Russian spy and Gabby, are pretending to be engaged. That's kind of their cover story. And uh, so they're in this room together and she starts drinking alcohol and then she gets, I guess she gets pretty drunk pretty fast or something. And she's like wanting him to, she's wanting this Russian guy to dance with her and that's not really going well. And so she slaps him. First of all. uh, With his own hand. With his own hand. Army didn't know that was going to happen. He wasn't told that that was going to be happening from from what I'm reading uh, when I was looking up stuff last night because I was trying to figure out who these people were because I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, who are all these people? And so I thought that was really kind of funny. So that ended up being something that was just sort of a fun thing and unexpected. So that happens. Um, And then she's like, oh, so you don't want to dance. I guess you want to wrestle. And she just straight like tackles this guy and they have this really fun fight. I'm Two things, two thoughts. This is where my brain kind of splits into two. One, I want to see that fight. I didn't get to see it. That was disappointing. Uh, which reminds me that I didn't really get to see Army fight too much either, the Russian spy. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see him yeah. really fight that much either. And I kind of wanted to see more hand-to-hand combat. I, I guess I'm a hand-to-hand combat fan. I'm not sure why. But I didn't get to see a lot of that, so I kind of felt like that was missing yeah. in this movie. But back into this particular scene, so... It cuts cuts back into the room and they've had this fun like tackle scene. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought about it. I'm kind of curious what you thought. Uh, it's so interesting that you brought that up. That was the other spoiler scene that I wanted to talk about because I think it's indicative for me of the types of scenes that that uh, brought my focus down to where I started getting bored. So, you know, that was the one I wanted to talk about as a moment where I'm like, yeah, I get that it builds their, you know, kind of the character of their relationship a little bit and it allows us to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. But I don't know that I needed all of that. Like, I think you could have accomplished the same purpose in just the dancing. Yeah. In like three minutes instead of, you know, 10 10 or whatever it was. So I I walked away thinking because in the moment when it was happening, I thought this is sudden. Because they're they're building the chemistry that's between true, that's them true. and the, the Roma, and I was like, "This is really sudden." When I found out she was a spy, yes, I, I displaced it on that scene. I thought, "Oh, I I don't know if that was intentional or not," but I was like, "I think that was that whole scene was a tactic of hers." Yeah, I do too. And because again, when you figure out she's a spy, suddenly and, you're like, "Oh, maybe that's why she was so aggressive physically because she has such confidence in her ability." Well, not not just that, but trying to do the spy thing and make him fall for her. Like, Oh, interesting. The, the whole play thing. I don't know, that's but I, tr- I, I will say possible. that I, 
I liked I like that they they went away from the fight scene, and I like that you. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about all the action, where you know Guy Ritchie kind of gloss over it because he's like, that's that's not what this movie's about. You need to know the action happened. Here's a montage of guys with machine guns and right. fighting and stuff like that. But it's not that's not what this movie is. This movie is about like there. I think what he, you know he's going. There's no way you're really going to feel for their danger. Yeah. In this scenario. Yeah. So why would we waste our time on it? Let's get to something that we, you know, that's not just yeah fodder. Also, we're talking about a, like a two-hour movie already. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like, do well, like what well. you. I do like what you said about the the machine gun montage, and I want to go there quick. I, another random fact that I read was that she loved those sunglasses. She saw them on the prop table, and so she took them into the scene with her. And she said she was really glad that he decided to keep that in the film because she just thought those big sunglasses when she's dancing in the background and being goofy, you know, in that particular scene yeah, right yeah. before they get into a fight. She really loved those sunglasses. I did, too, because it really showed a part of her quirky personality that we don't get to really explore a whole lot. And I found myself really yeah. relating to that character. And then she said she was really surprised when he brought those sunglasses back at the end of the movie. And that's how it ends with those big sunglasses because he was not a fan of them at the beginning. So she was surprised. Oh, she was surprised that he not only brought them back, but that he kept in the sunglasses in that scene. So I like reading about those kinds of things, like how movies end up coming together. But I do want to yeah. talk a little bit too about, okay, so that the, uh, you know, the big scene where they're now infiltrating this um, huge space where there's this bomb. And so you've got everyone working together and all their resources. And now we've got Hugh... Uh, oh, you're Grant. talking about the final. You're not talking about uh, the safe. You're not talking about where they meet and they're like, right, yeah. we were going to do this alone, but now we have to do it together. Yeah. You're talking about moving, the final scene moving, where they yeah. go to the island. Yeah. Now yeah. they're going to the island and they're so uh, that montage to get them to the island. I really loved. Yeah. It that was, was great. So fun it told to us do. everything we needed to know. It did it quickly yeah. and creatively. And that was yep. fun. And then we can get back into a different level of uh, of action, mm -hmm. specifically that chase scene that we kind of went into a little bit in the show proper. So was the what the, was the scene you were talking about, about it just happened 20 seconds ago and they're replaying it. Are you talking about the finale where the, boat, the bomb, where they're on the boat? Yeah. Where they yeah. fire the bomb at the bomb yeah. kind of thing. See, I thought that worked really well. I don't it understand. It really bugged me. I don't understand why that bugged you so much. Because it had just happened. Well, I know, but you didn't understand what had happened until they showed it in a, a different order. You didn't know that they had just launched a missile until afterwards. No. They had they had to go back and show it. But they even played the sound of it. Yes, the sound was there, and you're like, "What's that? Something just happened." And then they show you what happened. I thought that was genius. But yeah. they didn't have to yeah, show. They didn't have to. Sh okay, so showing the missile launchers is one thing, but like going back and he hands the key over. When, when, like, I think Hugh said, like, gives him some mm -hmm. kind of an order and yeah. stuff. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, obviously they're working on what's going on. Like, they've got their own counter mission and they're going for right. their counter mission. But we don't know what it is. We don't know what they're doing. And to, to see it in context, I think, is really brilliant that you saw this and you couldn't but quite see, put it together. No, but the thing is, is that you, I did put it together because I just saw it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we said about the first time he you, you you don't put it together the first time when when he is on he, when he's on the phone with uh -huh. her and and he's like you know we just did this and they show the same exact scene him handing over a key or saying you know go ahead or whatever mm -hmm. that bothered me because I had just seen it so it's like oh but that's out what, of context and oh, now that's it's in what context. He was doing. It's like seeing a. You know what it's like. Here's what it's like for me. Maybe I can. Maybe this will help you understand why I like it. No, I get it. It's just I don't. I don't. Like for it. me, it's like those those. <laughs> 
for me, it's like those um, <laughs> those microscopic pictures where you're zoomed way in on an object and you have no context for what that is. And you're like, what is that? Is I, that a butt? I, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, no, that's someone's armpit. <laughs> like okay. It's a those? follicle of a cat's hair. Yeah. Great examples, guys. I appreciate the, the examples. Those are wonderful. We're, all, we're clearly displacing a whatever what we've seen. Although, when you've seen a butt under a microscope? Wait, what? <laughs> so, so thank you. I appreciate that. But that's what it's like for me is then the zoom out where it's like, oh, there's the context. Now I see what that picture really is. So I like that. I like to see both, you know, the, the pre but and the post. there is a difference between something that happened an hour ago and we're doing a callback because it happened an hour ago to doing something that happened like 10, 15 so seconds did, it's ago. It's cooler. They, that's so the did difference. You not like it, did you not like it the, the other time they did it? That the other time when the guy when, was pe- peeling the grape and that they one had I the liked. conversation and you missed that. What's the, but, it was but the same, here's, but, same time frame and everything, right? No, because yeah, there had been a, there had been a different spacing to it. Okay. So when he's peeling the grape, I'm like, what is, is going so on? Interesting. When he's peeling the grape it's like, what is going on? You know? And then we show it, we show, uh, you know, army who is the Russian spy and he's, he's like shocked. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, she just flipped. Like that was the first thing that kind of came mm-hmm. to me is like sure. something something really bad is happening and she's and then he's running and so you know then it goes back and it kind of it, it reveals that it reveals that moment all of those things had happened a uh, several you know like a li- like there was more time it was it, the like <laughs> it was five minutes instead of one yes it okay. was that I'm serious all right the only so it's literally thing, just the the yes that is the I'm telling you I said it in the show already. The only thing that bugged me is that it had just happened <laughs> and it really bugged me. I I seriously rolled my eyes and I put my hands up in the air like, are you kidding me? Like in the movie theater. Wow. But that's like uh, super picky stuff like that. It, it only just irked well, it's me. A, it's an interesting reaction and I think it's worth exploring. And I <laughs> I feel like it's like, yeah, I got it. I feel but like- I didn't. Maybe you're just smarter <laughs> than us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. I was what I I assumed that they were going they were building time to get out there and have yeah. a face to face conversation. Me too. That's it was exactly. Pretty, it was kind of an anticlimactic finale to a movie. Like the villain mm-hmm. they deal with is nowhere near them. Like and, and I was not expecting that at all. And that's and that's another thing I loved about it too was it was like oh we think we're building to something and the confidence and cockiness of going no we already had you. And you didn't even know it. And now you're three seconds away from death, you know? And it's like, we're yeah. experiencing that with her in some ways, too. I, I don't, I can't say that I knew that the bomb was going to fly over and that they were going to hit her. That's not what I knew. I knew what was being referenced. Like, I, when he said, you know, we've done this and, you know, we've just been doing this counter mission. And then they're showing us the scene that had just flipped a second ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need to see that again. I, I'm with you. Like, at that point, it was just like. Did you see this? Okay, well, make sure you saw it. Okay. Here it is. You know, and it's just like, to me, I've, I've had we are that spending feelings. so much time on something that's Well, not. because we disagree and because I think it's interesting. <laughs> but I, I I do know that feeling when sometimes I'll feel flashbacks are unnecessary. Yeah. You know, like okay. they'll, they'll cut back to something in a movie. And I'm like, look, I'm smart enough to remember that. You don't have to re-show me. It's like when they come back from commercial on a reality show and they show you the last five minutes that they yeah, just showed like at the that. end of before the other commercial. It's, it's like, not even that extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it, it, maybe I'm just, but again, I my, like my nitpickiness, I didn't really have a lot that I was super yeah. you know being super nitpicky about well, sometimes nits need to be picked and we can all be the ones to pick them okay i want to check my notes to see if there's anything else that you i wanted to mention discretionary <laughs> uh, podcast. 
Did you have anything the else? Discretionary that information. You guys specifically wanted to capture. I'm gonna check my notes again because I think there was like one, maybe one other thing that I was gonna. I'm good. I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. What about you, Josh? Um, no, other than I, you know, to be able to specifically say, talking about those sequences, we I ta- I referenced them. The the moments where you're following all storylines at once and the his use of that, like. I could get more specific and talk about, you know, this, that, that dune buggy chase scene where, but we kind of, we kind of did that. So it's not really a, well, it's not really a spoiler. Cause we, I did, will we say, here's a spoiler. The other section. Here's a spoiler. When the dune buggy drove across the water was my favorite part of the movie. That was really cool. I, I, and there was, <laughs> there was just something uh, like the way the music built to it, the way the scene built to oh, it. Cinematically. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, I loved that. I, I loved that yeah. moment. I don't know. Like, there's something about just overcoming adversity, and you know, him having found that sweet spot on the water where there was maybe enough yes. land underneath that he could support him. Well, MythBusters have actually done this. They've actually shown you can drive across water if you. So if you think you... it was actually water, water? Like, yeah. The, so he just backed up to get a better speed. Yep. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, and I, so, I, I love that they showed. I love the way he shot so quickly to showing the above water. Um, carburetor pipe. Yes, and then that he yes. looked back and saw his was low. Yeah, like yeah. just all I needed was just that split second for us to understand why that car could do it and this one couldn't. Exactly. You know? I, I yeah, thought that was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I I'm always anytime there's a chase scene in a movie, I I prepare myself for boredom because we've just seen it so many times. So anytime I can see one that makes me feel like I'm not watching that, you know what I mean? It makes yeah. me feel like I'm watching something different. Like I love it. And this was that. I felt like that was in. We didn't talk about Mission Impossible Five, but I saw that and I felt the same way about that. Yeah, like, there's a chase scene of that that gorgeous, like, just right? Found new new ways. Yeah, I do, I do have. This is not really a spoiler, but I wanted to ask this earlier. How do you guys feel about Guy Ritchie overall in his other movies? Uh, I before we go on to that, I did have something since we were on that buggy scene. If I could jump on oh, that before you. we switch, sure. is that yeah, okay? Yeah. yeah. So one of the things about that spoiler that I was. I get kind of flustered with, but I know you have to just like sort of swallow the, it's a movie pill, you know, just, Mm -hmm. you just have to accept it. Of course, not everything makes sense. There's a phrase for that. Um, Suspension of disbelief. Yes. Yes. I'm like plausible deniability. I I couldn't (laughs) think of it. Um, Discretionary information. (laughs) Is that there was a, there was a. Live at 730. (laughs) There was a bomb on that car. Like, I just don't. There are better ways to stop a vehicle than having it tumble down a hill. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And oh, so that makes sense. Yeah. So, but and, but, with, and the girl. <sighs> yeah, that was the part that got me. Was, was the, he knew okay. the girl was in there? So here's the thing. So so they take out this car because it's a car chase, you know. And Gabby's in the car, and this other bad guy's in the car. You know, the husband of the 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 female villain, and um, and so they take out the car, and it's like tumbling down the hill. And I'm with you. I'm only thinking about, you know, oh man, that's a bad accident. She's not going to be okay. She's bummed out. And then they show like she's kind of like not doing well or whatever. And then at the end of it, when they're being rescued by Hugh and his organization, your helicopter. The, yes, <laughs> the spoiler helicopter. That's whenever they basically have the bomb on its own stretcher. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a bomb in that car. What were they thinking? Like, was there not a better way to, 
it was an Maybe armed, not. it was an armed bomb. Yeah. It wasn't a nuclear bomb, we find out, but it was an armed bomb. And they even go into he a segment right afterwards where they're talking about how this is a it's a doozy too. You know, like <laughs> this is a big bomb. And I'm like, we just crashed it. That was so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> I also didn't get the and maybe it just wasn't funny. I mean I kind of get the joke, but I, I didn't find the the joke funny of looking at the small dune buggy and then looking at the one under the Oh, like when he goes one? to pick his car, I was like, that seemed unnecessary. See, like I, I wondered if there was references to the original maybe, series. Maybe that's that I what that was because I just didn't get that. Did you get yeah. that, Josh? I just didn't yeah, understand. I didn't, no, I didn't get that either. I didn't um, understand why that was funny. And also something else to, to, to spoil. <laughs> I keep thinking of this one thing, so I'm just going to say it so that it's out of me. I don't regret it later. When, when they're doing the spy montage for that final scene and they're all like rushing into the island to get the nuclear bombs or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're doing the... Um, through the sniper glass yeah and they're taking people out did you guys see okay so they shoot one guy and then it's like they shoot a wall too did you see that no i missed that yes yeah they they tracked the guy running through the i think they they shot they shot through they shot a person through a wall yeah, I do remember that. that. I do was, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, okay. That finally. All right. I'm glad I mentioned it because I was like, "What? Wait. Why are we? <laughs> why are you showcasing <laughs> and, that? And we're take shooting? that hefty bag." <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, like, because because my I, I did have a split second of wait. Did he? I guess that bullet goes through that wall or whatever. But I think for that, I honestly think it was just the aesthetic of that shot was so cool. Like you, you see him tracking. He shoots. You see the guy run. You see him track it. He shoots. You see the guy fall out the other side. It yeah. was just a beautiful. It was just a beautiful shot. I'm sure that that's why. Like they're like, yeah, just put it in there. It's in a montage. People won't get like worry about if it went through a wall or not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know? Sorry about that. It's that. It's, I guess it's that type of bullet that goes through walls. I only but. have one last thing on my checklist of stuff that I that I wrote down. All right. While let's, sitting let's in the theater, that's why we're here. And that is that there is a very disturbing part of this movie when it gets to the person that did the torture in the war. Oh, looking through the pictures. Yeah. I wondered if that bothered you. It was. It was. It, like almost like a, like a stark reminder of what was happening in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, what was happening in these wars. Uh, or the you know the different the different organizations that were kind of going on. So we have this one person that that was in the Nazi camps, and he was someone who tortured people and enjoyed enjoyed inflicting pain and fear into people. And he then, basically did like a like a bedtime story of his own messed up. You and know, we're growing seeing up. pictures, uh-huh, I mean, right? Like it's like a storybook. Yeah. Like he's showing you know and Henry Cavill is laying in bed I, getting ready to go to sleep, and he's yep. like, and here's. You know, here's me yeah. prying somebody's eye open. You know, and... there's there's one thing to watching, and uh, you know, he was when he flips the switch and he starts to electrocute this um, solo, the American spy, mm-hmm. and he's smiling and he's like really enjoying his work. I mean, that's like next level freaky. But what really amplified it was having just seen these really dark imager images and being reminded in this spy movie that's kind of fun in 60s and you know this this kind of thing it, it took it into another level of reality where we're not in a fake world of spies like this is our history this is what really happened yeah. and there was a certain gravity to that moment that really made this movie go into a different level for me um that was a little it was disturbing and then it pops right back out you know into Okay, then the American spy is rescued by the Russian spy. They put the you know doctor into the chair himself, but we see several seconds of um, the American spy being 
electrocuted, alarmingly electrocuted. Like it was very realistic in my eyes, you know, and then we, and there's humor to it, like that the switch is broken. So they, they knew how to break up that intensity with a little bit of humor so that we could ride that out. And it wasn't really, really, really disturbing, but it was, that was really was disturbing. You know what really, really was disturbing the way he peeled that grape. That was disturbing. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, that's purposeful. Like, that kind of goes to yeah. his kind of creepy yeah. character. It's like, you know. Like he really enjoys doing gotta, twisted stuff. I thought, I, I, I thought it was, from a storytelling standpoint, it was perfection. Because I was, by showing them this flip book, you, you get, number one, you see this guy's intention. You see how the serious, you right. know, because that's the, always the thing with torture thing is like, Oh, you'll never get it out of me. And this guy's like, no, I, that's fine. I, I, the joy for me is what how I'm going to do it. Right. And look at this. And and it's always like, we've t- I've talked about this before too. My favorite villain is Hank Scorpio because it was just this nice guy who happened to want to take over the world. And this guy's similar. Like, he's just doing what he loves. And it just happens to be dis- like terrible. Yeah, you know? he describes So that- I thought that was extra creepy. Yeah. But I, I do want to say that I also think... Without that moment, the moment where the joke moment where their backs are turned and he's frying in the electric chair himself, that moment would have been terrible. If we had somehow loved him because he's the uncle, yeah, <laughs> or not like yeah, if yeah. we had not been disgusted oh, by yeah. him already because suddenly these Americans are doing like that's a because that's a pretty graphic. Oh, it was so graphic. I mean, it was really and really like, disturbing. The, well, by the time Wait, we got about whatever there, he catches on fire, yeah. it was. By the time yeah. we got there, like, I was it like, was a... the way that the way that guy treats grapes, he can burn. I mean, uh, isn't it gross. interesting how I mean we see this time and time again in <laughs> just... movies and TV and really anything. If if the if the movie if the writers or the directors have decided to kill off a character in a graphic way, they know that the audience really needs to be on board with not liking that character. So that people can accept it differently and and make their own judgment call, and you know, for me, it's always really difficult. I don't like people dying in any way, shape, or form. Like even the ones that are getting picked sure. off, you know, by the snipers. I'm like, oh, that's sad, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the audience, they were exactly. He has kids. It's, I think about that with Rolly Pulleys too. Um, so I'm weird like that. I'm like, you can't step on him because he has a family. <laughs> but so there's this. That's really funny. Uh, that took me back to a memory because I used to work for someone that used that ringtone. Um, anyways, uh-huh. uh, so that that I wanted to kind of go into that, that this movie does take like a serious tone and in a really unexpected way. And yes, he ends up dying and then we're all kind of OK with it. But listening to the audience howl and laughter over that scene was also next level disturbing for me. <laughs> Because I'm just like, you guys are Absolutely. laughing at watching somebody fry. That's weird. <laughs> but it's it's fake. It's a movie. It's a fake world. You know, it's just but like it's in the movie doesn't you go with the they movie's just... version of reality. Like you you go with how the movie wants you to feel about that reality that they're living in. You know, but, it's different but, from a movie that wants you to live in a, okay, a real reality. But there's a difference between watching like uh, whatever the the doctor is. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil Mm -hmm. Fry, you know, where he's just this funny (laughs) character, you know, that's in a different world entirely in a way versus someone who had just shown scenes of like, 
you know, the the Nazi torture camps Mm -hmm. like that is a reality that is so filled with like emotion and gravity and needs to be like almost respected. Like they brought it into a reality there that I just. And I think part of the humor, too, was in that he would have said anything, given them any information like that was the discussion was like, you know, if we let him go. He's just going to turn and he'll get free and, and that kind of stuff. So I think there was that was part of the, the supposed humor as well. Yeah. I didn't find it disturbing. I it, found it to be a part of the movie. It was ultimately disturbing. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you don't joke about that stuff. Okay, in my I, opinion. I, won't, I, won't, I won't mention the grapes again then. I apologize. <laughs> Anything else Poor we could think of? I know, like, I feel bad ending the podcast on such a serious note because it just went into a really <laughs> real level. But, um, we do like to talk about everything spoiler wise in this podcast. So is yeah. there anything else that we would spoil for the movie or at least go into in great detail before we head out on this episode? No, I think that covers it. I think we'll just go ahead and end it with Nazi death camps and torture. <laughs> and- well, I, I do. Can we, can, I do want to go back to that question. Do you well, like how you guys feel about oh, yeah. um, Guy, Guy Ritchie in general? Maybe that's a nice little, yeah, let's minutes. tie it up with that. I know to go out on. <laughs> okay, well, but while you guys can go off on that, because I'm not really good at recalling movies that are directed by people. Again, I thought it was Lionel Richie until we started this podcast. So I'll Touché. let you guys take Touché. this one out. Uh, I think of Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels as the first time I really kind of got a sense for who Guy Ritchie was. Um, yeah. And there was something interesting about the way he he told stories and, and did action. And it's and something that I, I could tell there was a life to. But I didn't necessarily love the movie. And I felt the same way about Snatch. And then when he did the Sherlock Holmes movies, when he did, you know, the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock yeah. Holmes movies, um, the things that were definitively him, I really loved about those movies. And then there were other flaws those movies had that kind of detracted, you know, f- from them for me. But, um, gotcha. but yeah, I think I, I love his eye, you know, how he uses the camera and how he uses action specifically. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I, I think that um, when I say he's never, because I think I mentioned the other, he's. I've ne- I've never been steered wrong. Like I know what to expect, and I know that it's gonna. He's going to go out of his way to f- find a new way to show me something that I've seen over and over again the same way. You know what I mean? The even like even like those Sherlock Holmes like. And the fight scene, the slow motion while he's in his head, like if I do, and it plays forward, like if I do this, this will happen, this will happen, and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'll lose. So he goes back and tries it, you know, like that's all, like that's all so Guy Ritchie, and that's the that's the reason that I love the guy. Um, huh, literally, the uh, he, was, no, I do love him. The guy, love the guy. Oh, love. I nice, yeah, just a little, yeah. yeah. But I'm the same way. Like I, I like there's movies of his that I we'll watch over and over again. And there's movies that I've seen once or twice and I'm good. I, I like lock, stock and snoo, uh, two, uh, smoking smoking <laughs> lock, lock, stock and two smoking barrels. Um, because it made the way it made me feel the first time. Like I, I was witnessing something brand new. Yeah. Something fresh to watch them. Yeah, exactly. But to watch the movie over and over again, it, it doesn't hold up right. for me. And actually snatch doesn't either. There are elements Correct. of both of those movies that I'll watch. They can watch scenes over and over again, but oh, as a movie overall, not so much. Well, um, I never saw Swept Away, but I don't think that that's I have, indicative of his uh, uh, reper- reper- repertoire. Which, he did end up marrying Madonna, though, as I'm learning, yes. which is interesting. 
because I'm like, oh, yeah, or, I remember his name back when they were married. I remember hearing his name. Well, and I mean, really, at the end of the day, Hello is an amazing song. So, I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You really can't different, fault the guy. Different Richie. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You guys. Well, that's been this but, episode. Anyway, but of... I was one of those. Oh, yeah. Good. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. You mean go ahead and wrap it up? We're good. I think we're good yeah, at just good. even ending it, you know, on that laugh. So okay. I think the end. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.